0: Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash, R S L A S H, at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. We all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on, like tedious commutes to work or dealing with your annoying boss but when it comes to your health there is no compromise so don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on their crossword puzzles even though they're available right now or they take your slightly sketchy insurance instead check out zocdoc the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable listen to you and prioritize your health you can search by location availability and insurance so there's literally no compromises here because with zocdoc you've got more options than you know Zocdoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you, and instantly book appointments with them online. I use Zocdoc, and you should too. Go to zocdoc.com/rs and download the Zocdoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's zocdoc.com/rs. Zocdoc.com/rs. Welcome to r slash Am I the Butthole, where OP bullies the school bully. Am I the butthole for pretending to not understand Japanese and making a kid cry? I'm a 20-year-old woman who's an English teacher in Japan. I love my job, and I absolutely love teaching kids. I'd never made a kid cry before, until today. I have a student, Sam, who's 12. He's the class clown who absolutely loves attention and will do anything to get his classmates to notice him. Now, I have experience with plenty of goofy kids, and I adore them. I let them joke around all the time, unless they disturb other students the way Sam does. Sam is super disruptive and makes other students uncomfortable, to say the least. I tried telling my boss and coworkers about this, but they basically told me that I'm on my own. They wouldn't even call his parents. Recently, I rearranged the seating so that Sam sat far away from the other boys because he doesn't act the same way around girls this worked for a couple of weeks. He spent most of the class complaining in a mumbled voice, but he didn't touch anyone. But I guess he got bored of complaining, because today, he spent most of the class hurling insults at me in Japanese. The class is mostly Japanese kids learning English as a second language, and since I'm hired as a foreign teacher, I'm strictly forbidden from speaking to the kids in Japanese. Anyways, when Sam starts calling me disgusting and a stupid old lady, I admit that I got a little upset because I know for a fact that he wouldn't speak the same way to Japanese staff. And I knew that telling him to stop would only make him want to do it more because I've tried multiple times to do that in the past. So instead, in a loud voice, I said, what did you call me? What does that mean? Cute? You think I'm cute? Thank you! The other kids laughed a little, and Sam got angry, but he kept trying to insult me throughout the class. I kept doing the same thing, pretending to think that his insults were compliments. In the end, he got so frustrated that he burst into tears. At the end of my class, my coworker saw that he was crying, and I explained what happened. I got chastised for making a student cry. Am I the butthole? Nah, OP, you were just killing with kindness. I think you handled the situation pretty well. I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes. I'm giving Sam 1.5 out of 5 buttholes. Am I the butthole for laughing at my mom and asking her what did she think was going to happen when she had my thief sister and her scumbag family over for Thanksgiving? I'm a 37-year-old woman, and my sister, who's 37, is a drug addict and a thief. She hasn't gone to jail because she mostly steals from family and friends. Her husband is also a dirtbag, and their two kids are headed the same way. I will not allow them in my house. I will only meet them in public. I always bring just enough cash to pay for my bill if we eat together and don't bring anything else. I don't know why my sister is the way that she is. Both me and my brother, who's 33, have turned out okay. We have a good education and careers. We have stable relationships. We're reasonably well-behaved adults and our kids are a pretty good bunch. My sister just never grew up. She hates rules. She hated that my parents got her to watch me when I was young. She moved out when she was 18, took her education savings account, and spent it just traveling around. I was going to host Thanksgiving this year, but my mom mentioned that my sister and her family would be in town. They haven't visited for four years. She asked me to include them. Hard no. I said that was not going to happen. So my mom said that she wanted her whole family together so her and my dad would host. Well, she just called me. A bunch of stuff is missing from her house. Jewelry, sports memorabilia, knickknacks, stuff that would be easy to sell on eBay, or pawn. I snorted and asked her if she remembered why I don't allow my sister in my house. She said that when I allowed her to stay with me, she stole cash from me and her kids stole my stepson's video game. I asked her why she thought they wouldn't steal from her. She said that I'm being cruel to rub it in when all she wanted was family time. (laughs) Opie, I'm with you, man. What did she expect? I invited a thief into my house and she stole from me. Oh no, how could I have not seen this coming? Opie, you get zero out of five buttholes. I'm giving your mom one out of five buttholes because she's well-intentioned. She's just dumb. I'll give your sister three out of five buttholes. Am I the butthole for always letting my middle daughter choose her room first on vacations? My husband and I have four kids, Evan who's 20, Adriana who's 16, Elizabeth who's 15, and Michael who's 15. We try to travel three to four times a year. Three years ago, the night before we were supposed to leave, my friend told us that we couldn't use her cabin anymore. We were all looking for new places, and Adriana sent a listing for this small town in the middle of nowhere. We ignored her the first few times she sent it, but she eventually talked us into looking at it and it was perfect. We paid a little over 200 bucks a night for a beautiful cabin on the lake with a game room and enough bids to allow everyone to get their own bed. The people were great, the drive wasn't bad, and there were actually a lot of things to do there. It became one of our favorite vacation spots. When Adriana was 14, we pretty much started letting her book our family vacations. She had to run everything by us first, but she was the one that chose where we went and where we stayed. Her only condition is that she gets first pick for rooms and beds. She even booked an international vacation for us, including flights and a rental car. We've given the other kids opportunities to help with vacations. They all know that if they can find a place that we'd want to go to and stay within a budget, they'd get first dibs if we book it. The problems are that they have a hard time sticking to a budget or they're set on a specific place even if it's not suitable for everyone. They'll pick a hotel or a rental that's nearly the entire vacation budget or it's over the budget or it doesn't have enough rooms because it has this one specific feature. Because of this, we almost always go with Adriana's choice. We recently spent three nights in a cabin with three bedrooms. Two rooms had a king-size bed and an ensuite. The third room had four twin bids. Adriana chose one of the rooms with the king bids. There was a pullout couch available, but none of them wanted it. After we left, the other kids were upset that Adriana got her own room and bathroom while the rest of them had to share. I told them they know the deal, and if they can find a place for everyone, stay within budget, and pick a place that we'd all want to go to, they can also choose their room and bid. They say that they try, but we always pick Adriana's listings. I told them her listings are usually more practical. We paid a little under 600 bucks for the cabin that we stayed at after taxes and fees. It had so many free activities nearby that the entire 3-day vacation for 6 people came out to just under $1,000. The other kids just can't beat that with an $1,800 listing with 2 bids and a single bathroom. They think that we're being unfair and should rotate who books the vacations and chooses the rooms, but I just don't have that kind of money to throw away, and I'm not going to deal with the fighting that will inevitably come when they pick a place that doesn't have enough bids or bathrooms. Alright, OP, you are obviously the butthole here, and I'll tell you why. It's because if you actually wanted to be fair about this, then you would help your other kids plan their vacations. Okay, so Adriana is fantastic at booking vacations. Good for her. She's just naturally organized, I guess. But if the other three kids are struggling, the solution isn't to just ignore them, the solution is to sit down and help them. Be like, okay, you want to go to the beach? Well, you're over budget, but let me help you look for another place near the beach that would be within budget. That way we can go to your vacation instead. You know, you're the parent. Teach them how to budget. Teach them how to plan. Teach them how to be adults. I think one of two situations is likely here. The first situation is OP is just straight up lazy. She doesn't like to plan, she doesn't like to scan through the internet to find a deal, so OP just outsources all that work to Adriana. The second option, which I think is more likely, is that OP just personally prefers a type of vacation that Adriana likes. Adriana keeps booking low-budget vacations, which makes me think that Adriana must like, you know, outdoorsy, middle-of-the-nowhere, cabin-in-the-woods types of vacation, which are very, very inexpensive. And, my guess, is that that's the type of vacation that OP also likes. So, when Adriana plans yet another cabin-in-the-woods vacation, and the other kids plan a beach vacation, or a city trip or flying somewhere, which will obviously be more expensive, OP will, of course, pick the Cabin in the Woods vacation because, secretly, that's what OP wants. The really telling line here is OP says, what does she say? She says, but I just don't have that kind of money to throw away and I'm not going to deal with the fighting that will inevitably become blah blah blah. Yo, throwing the money away? This is going on a vacation with your family. That's not throwing the cash away. You're buying an experience. You're not throwing away the money going to the beach any more than you're throwing it away going to a a cabin in the woods. But since OP wrote it that way since she said throwing away money on these other vacations, I think that's secretly how she feels. When one of the other kids wants to visit New York or whatever, OP just doesn't want to do that so she sees it as throwing away the money. So OP, I'm giving you two out of five buttholes for being lazy, for showing favoritism, and for not helping your kids learn how to be an adult. You know, actually, the more I think about it, OP says we travel three to four times a year. So they actually do have the money to blow on this type of thing. Three to four vacations a year is a lot. So yeah, okay, if the other kids plan more expensive vacations, what OP could do is pool the money and have one bigger vacation that would satisfy more of the kids at one of the more expensive destinations. Yeah, the more I think about this, the more I think I'm right. OP literally just doesn't want to go to the city, doesn't want to go to the beach. She just only wants to go to a cabin in the woods, and that's what Adriana wants as well, so Adriana always wins. Am I the butthole for telling my stepdaughter's biological dad that this is why I'm her real dad? I'm a 39-year-old man, and I've known my wife for 10 years now, married for 7. When I met her, she had a 3-year-old daughter who's now 13. I always made it a point to treat her as I would my own kid, and we became close pretty quickly. When she was around 4, she even started calling me daddy. Her biological dad comes in and out of my stepdaughter's life. She calls both of us her dad. I refer to this guy by his first name. Well, last night, my stepdaughter was visiting with her biological dad when I got a text from my stepdaughter wondering if I could pick her up. Well, I got there, and she was sitting outside with her biological dad holding her arm. She came over to my car and told me she was messing around with the skateboard and fell on her arm, and her arm was all bruised, swollen, and it was hard for her to move. I asked her biological dad, why didn't he call my wife?" And he said he didn't think it was that bad that she's just being dramatic. My stepdaughter just looked at me and said, Dad, can we just please go? I'm in a lot of pain. As she was getting in the car, I told her biological dad, See, this is why I'm her real dad, not you. I actually care for her and her well-being. Later that night, my wife got an angry text from my biological dad calling me a butthole. And my wife kind of agrees that I was being a butthole in that moment. My stepdaughter had actually broken her arm, but her biological dad wasn't going to do anything about it. I am the one who was with her in the emergency room until 1am. Alright, this is pretty clear what's happening here. The guy just didn't want to get stuck with a hospital bill. He would literally prefer that his daughter sits around with a broken bone than go pay money to get her help. The biological father in this story isn't a father. He's not even a man. OP, I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes. I'm giving the biological dad 4 out of 5 buttholes. Oh man, down in the comments, someone was asking how long her arm had been broken, and OP said apparently 2 hours. She was just walking around in her dad's house for 2 hours until the pain became intolerable. And he accused her of being dramatic and overreacting? What a scumbag. Also, down in the comments, we had this story from Quirky Word. When I was young, I broke my arm rollerblading. My dad wanted to wait it out, which is his personality, but I think we were kind of broke at the time too. The next morning, my arm was still really bad, so we went in and found out that it was broken. Because we waited, the doctor had to re-break my arm. Basically, my arm had been healing while in a bad position. They drugged me, so I don't remember a thing. But apparently, they had two nurses holding me down while the doctor yanked on my arm with all of his strength. My dad had to witness this and said that he nearly threw up. After that, all injuries were treated promptly. Am I the butthole for telling my sister that she's an idiot if she thought her actions at her wedding wouldn't have consequences? My biological dad died when I was young, and my mom remarried when my sister was 8 and I was 10. Me and my sister are currently in our late 20s. Our stepdad focused a lot of his time on providing for us, so I never got close to him, but I am grateful for him. I'm engaged and my sister is going to get married in about a month. My wedding will be in a year. Both of us are close to our mom though. My sister, Noelle, screwed up in my opinion. At first I was on her side, but now I just feel bad for my stepdad. Noel is not going to have our stepdad walk her down the aisle and give her away. I understand that this is her decision, and when that came out, I helped my mom and stepdad understand that it was her choice. The turning point happened last week when she told us that he will not be sitting at the family table. When we asked her why, she made it clear that he was not family to her. Again, that's her right, but damn, he's the reason that we had such a good childhood and were debt-free. He paid for our college and worked a ton. I knew that this would result in my mom and stepdad not going to the wedding, and they told that to my sister. She called me all upset and was ranting that it was her wedding, that she, <laughs> that she was being abandoned. I had enough and told her that she's an idiot if she didn't think that her actions wouldn't have consequences. She called me a jerk and hung up. I'm unsure if I was a jerk, and I feel guilty, since I'm now closer to both of my parents, since I promised my stepdad that he can walk me down the aisle at my wedding. Yo, okay, according to OP, this dude worked himself to the bone to provide for two kids who aren't his, raised them for most of their childhood, and then she says, Oh, I've been abandoned. Yo, what are you talking about? He didn't abandon you, you abandoned him. OP, I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes. Your sister desperately needs a reality check here. I'm giving your sister 2.5 out of 5 buttholes. Yeah, you're correct in that it's your sister's right to make these kinds of decisions, but still, what she did was cold and heartless. That was our slash am I the butthole, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me